Hey friends, Mercedes here. Totally honored to be the owner of Into the Woods, a business centered around whole life wellness and transformative experiences, as well as a practicing therapist and coach. My life's work is all about creating spaces, literally and figuratively, for women to unlock their true success and have more peace, joy, and love in their hearts, lives, and calling. As a leader, yes, you are that leader I'm talking about, I can see you want to be more productive and in service to others, to have that work-life balance with more joy and meaning, but then feeling stuck, second-guessing, imperfectionism, people-pleasing, right? Am I right? <laughs> I want you to understand and know that it's not just about your ability to manage a busy life. I want to help you recognize that you can slow down to speed up and step into your life as a purpose-fueled woman, and that it can be simple, but oh so powerful. Come on in. Let's walk this journey together, one season at a time. Let's step deeper into the life God created you for. Welcome to Her Unapologetic Life. Welcome back, ladies. We are here for September, and I'm excited about the podcast theme, topic, whatever you want to call it for this month, because it's inventory. And I am really leaning into taking inventory in the areas of my life and uh, recommending it and encouraging my clients to do it as well. And this is just another area where we can take inventory. And you know, we're in the back to school process, we're getting things busy. Uh, most of us are moms um, and or have a lot of other things on our plate. And so it's really kind of been chaotic and time of transition. August was kind of a time of transition and here we are. So what I've been hearing lately, and I love to respond to what I'm hearing is women talking about the word hobby or needing a hobby. <laughs> so we've talked about this before, I am sure. I've talked about this with many clients and I'm on the hobby journey myself. Uh, I can remember years ago, my um, mom was having a little hard time, you know, transitioning from my brother's kids being like, you know, younger and needing her to being busy with other things and just seeming like she needed something. And my sister-in-law and I decided that we would have the, you know, maybe you need a hobby talk with her. And knowing now what I know, uh, I probably never would have done that because when we tell somebody, uh, I think you need a hobby, we're kind of putting them on the defensive as in like, they don't know what to do with their time. They don't know how to manage their time. We think they, we know better what to do with the time. And so she was a little bit frustrated with us and then went through a, a slew of random, very interesting hobbies. Um, yeah, like, you know, going to the range and shooting a gun. Uh, uh, what do you call it when you, take a, when you take puzzles and you glue them on and frame them? You know, things like that. So she went through kind of some of these pastime hobbies, right? And... Lately, I've been talking with, with women in session and out about um, how we're just like, dang, sometimes we do wish we had something that we enjoyed doing, that we were passionate about when we have some free time that, you know, isn't geared towards others, that isn't geared towards maybe eating or in taking beverages or whatnot. So you're not alone if you've been like trying to think to yourself or if your husband or somebody in your life has said to you, you know, I think you need to get a hobby. Um, you're not alone. So let's kind of talk about it from that vantage point of um, your, if you have someone in your life who's telling you this. And pretty sure my husband has told me a couple of times when I'm complaining about his hobbies that I need a hobby. And friends and clients are, you know, hearing the same thing. And we're just kind of shaking our head like, what do we do? Like what, you know, and um, I always, I always say, you know, if you're married and your husband 
is very uh, good at taking time for himself and money from the budget for his hobbies, you can really learn, like you have a front row seat to learn how actually to do this. And I think a lot of women hold back, right? And we're going to talk about that in a minute. But um, it really comes down to um, deciding like, hey, I'm going to take a look at this. I'm going to see, you know, he's not feeling guilty. He's having a great time. Um, And so often, like, we feel like we get the short end of the stick. You know, I always use racing, and that is a huge part of our life. So if you're sick of that example, I apologize. But we've been really working through this summer after summer, and I I feel like every summer we come up with more um, knowledge and more, like, you know, love and compromise. And since we were taking inventory, um, you know, I took inventory on that. And um, it's it's good for me to know that, like, um, yeah, like he is putting a lot into his hobby, but he isn't holding me back from it, right? Okay, so let's first talk about a couple of the barriers to getting a hobby because um, I think it's worthwhile to talk about that first. Then we'll kind of talk a little bit about, you know, what we can um, – what we can learn from taking a page out of our husband's or even some of our friends' books, right? So it's not easy to hobby because, first of all, we are living in uh, a season, a prolonged season of what I've been kind of calling, a little harshly maybe for you ladies, but self-neglect. We're focused on everybody else. We put ourselves last, put ourselves wherever, back burner, however we're going to look at it. Uh, It's self-neglect. It's kind of like we abandoned ourselves somewhere along the way. For some of us, it was when we had kids. For some of us, we did it long before for the sake of the family, for the sake of life, right? For the sake of the husband. Who knows? Uh, Some other words that um, I've been hearing and I've been using is restriction, waiting. And another term I've been hearing, and it's it's a food term, but if you think about it in this way, it's we're starving ourselves. We're we're refraining from, right? And refraining from basically what do hobbies bring, right? And so not always easy because we're in a mode of like, you know what, we probably don't need that. And, um, you know, we we uh, can, you know, just wait. And secondly, um, sometimes um, we just genuinely don't know what it would be that we would want to invest time, money, and energy into it, right? I mean, it's kind of like sometimes we just don't know what it is that we want to do, um, it being, you know, a hobby. So it's like, well, we need to think about it longer, overthink about it before we're going to invest time, money, energy, right? Because three, and this is very related, let's be honest, we usually have enough on our plate and a hobby just seems like one more thing, like one more thing we have to do, plan, schedule, you know? And so it's kind of like we're cautious because for, for starters, we're not thinking of ourselves front and for you know, front front and center. Uh, and I'm not saying that men are more um, selfish than us necessarily, but they do consider themselves in general. This is a general thing, okay? <laughs> they generally think about themselves a little bit more and we're more into the whole last, we're last. Once the kids are taken care of, then maybe, then maybe us. And then, you know, we don't always know what to do. We don't want to necessarily invest time, money, and energy into something if we're not going to like it. And it's just something else we have to add to our plate, Right. Um, so when we decide to kind of wake up a little bit more and realize that we need more than just our family and our work, and it's a slow awakening for most of us, uh, I'm noticing with my millennial clients, not to date myself, but they're a little more willing to look at that. So I have clients ranging from, you know, just not even married yet to starting a family 
to kids in school in the heat of it to high schoolers to empty nesters it's the huge range and it's there's a lot of similarities yet um you know there's a lot of similarities and at any time we can kind of plug in and wake up a little bit and get into it a little bit more um so let's kind of look at our husbands for a second as role models right uh, ironically, I paused it. Hopefully you don't even notice. It was hopefully seamless. But my husband was calling me um, about dinner and I just told him about that. And he kind of chuckled because we were talking about this a lot. So this is my husband, the role model, right? So three things we can learn from our husbands about having that fulfilling personal life. Maybe the word hobby isn't even what I want to use, right? So first of all, when it comes to time, energy and resources, they find it. They prioritize it. Um, they, they know where to look and it's almost like a given for them. It's part of their lifestyle. When my husband and I were dating, uh, we, we did obviously a lot more together because we didn't have all this other stuff going on in life, but he would go, he play softball for work. He would go jet skiing. He would have, have all these like extracurricular activities, a very robust personal life. Uh, that time I don't think he was racing, but, um, his dad was. And so they were really busy with that. Right. Um, and so they are dedicating over their lifetime. It does taper off a little bit. But if we're looking at them as role models, they are dedicating time, energy, and resources consistently. And if need be, they find it. See, one of our excuses is, well, oh, I don't really have the time or I don't have the money. Um, but I've noticed with my husband is he finds it. And when he's in balance, he finds it. And then it, it's fine. It balances out for us, right? He has the other things going on. Um, but they're going to find it. So kind of look at your husband or some guys in your life that you respect and be like, huh, yeah, they got this going on. And so another thing we can learn from them is um, they have, they kind of have it nailed down that they, they continue to do these things with people who enjoy it as well. I think that's what makes it um, more consistent than some of us, for some of us women. They make it work in their schedule and they're connected with others who have the common interest, right? A lot of women say to me, I just don't, like, what if I wanted to start doing knitting? You know, that's kind of by myself or do I go to a knitting circle? Like, what do I do? But when it comes to the, our guys, a lot of them have these traditions, these, um, you know, in their schedule every year. So as you know, Brett has a very robust hobby life. So we'll use him as another example. He has guys hunting trips. He has... Um, golf outings well he has so many he has a guy ski weekend and of course he has the racing which could be family or guys it's always open um but what it is is they're like yeah every year we're planning for this it's usually the same weekend and it's just a non-negotiable for them and it's just what they do right and um they connect with others and they're also then you know creating that relationship with themselves um, when they when they're doing that, you know, so Brett gets his quiet time in the woods when he's hunting, you know, um, golfing, from what I've heard is also really fun and can be relaxing all those things. And then the third thing that we can learn from them um, is that we don't need to overthink it. It should not have to be so much effort. And if you're like me, you create complexity. I just, I do when I'm trying to make a decision, I'm trying to figure out what to do, where to invest my time. Sometimes it sounds like a good idea to plan on something that is fun for my social life. And then when the time comes, all I want to do is stay home and read a book or watch Netflix or, you know, walk the dogs, whatever. So we, no, don't overthink it. Give yourself some flexibility. It should not have to be a lot of effort. And um, looking again at your husband or at men in your life, uh, they just kind of 
go for it or they don't. Um, and part of this is personality, okay? There are men who fall into the realm of this too, where they get indecisive and they're not sure what they should do with their time. I'm talking kind of about um, my experience and a lot of the experiences of the husbands that my clients are and my friends have, you know, are and have, whatever. You know what I mean? So in this situation, it's just part, it's just kind of like they're going to do it or they're not going to do it. It's pretty like that sounds good. That doesn't sound good. They really just trust their intuition. Um, and things get a little hairy when I'm usually like, well, maybe we really should do that, especially if it's something together. And it gets frustrating for him and those around me because I'm overthinking it. And what should I do? And he's just thinking, just do it or don't do it. Right. So. As we're looking at this, uh, it's really some wisdom to look a little deeper at what we're needing in this season. So, you know, when it comes to creating a new hobby, we might actually not need to add another action item to our list, right? We might be craving the rest and the time at home. A lot of women I'm talking to, they're they're kind of like nesting a little bit, creating a comfortable space, you know, creating on their patio a little space to read or to be. Um, we can go out and do something, but that isn't the only way to have a hobby, right? Um, for example, my husband, he heads up to the pole barn, you know, and in the summer he has doors open. I grew up with my dad always being around in the pole barn as well. It, it gives them that rich hobby life. They can go out and enjoy it, but they're also tinkering and working, you know, and they're not inside cooking, cleaning, washing. And for some of us, another disclaimer, cooking, cleaning, and washing is very relaxing and very rewarding. For me, I love to cook, you know, food prep, um, the shopping, the planning, the trying the different spices, cleaning up, not so much. Like if my husband would clean up every time I cooked, our kitchen would be amazing and we'd eat well. Um, other people, they love to organize their pantry. They love to do more of the organizational task, working through to-do lists. In our feminine, we are kind of creating that space, right? And that is part of our personal life, which could be our hobby. Again, we don't have to do something that's fully action oriented. Like you don't have to go for a 20 mile bike ride every night. It might be, you know, that you organize your pantry or you try a new recipe or you do like sit down and enjoy that new documentary that you've been hearing about. Um, what I recommend and what I love is coming up with our own language, you know, having some variety, home, friends, husband, solo time. Um, many of us don't do that. We fall right into the, do I like sports? Do I like to bike? Do I like to swim? Do I like nature? You know, do I like to go out and socialize? And we don't really allow ourselves to think outside the box of the hobbies, you know? Um, and so when you think of your, like how you'd like to spend your time when you're not taking care of your family and you're not at work, what comes to mind? What are you craving? Uh, maybe it's a solo afternoon or weekend or, you know, um, maybe it's going shopping by yourself or maybe it's meeting up with a friend you haven't seen in a while that lives across the state, you know, meeting halfway. It's connection, right, to self and others, but it's also like, you know, meeting the need of your brain and your heart to like be doing something that brings you joy and that you're passionate about and that makes you feel creative. And so, it's pretty hard to put that in a box, right? <laughs> and um, when it comes to to that, it's really worth just looking at 
what we value, right? And what is important to us for that work-life balance that we all want, you know? And again, looking to our husbands, you know, we can see like, oh, they value us, they value their families, but they also value their free time and themselves. You know, it's like that work hard, play hard thing. I, I kind of think, you know, work passionately, live passionately, right? It's kind of like, are, is that in balance for you? Um, and so that's kind of where, I, where I'm going today, right? So to review, barriers are we neglect ourselves, we put ourselves last. It's hard to think about having a hobby. Um, sometimes we genuinely just don't know, and then we don't want to invest the money or the time and energy into it. Um, and also sometimes we have too many things on our plate. Another thing I've been hearing lately, I'm just going to quick add in here, is if we think our husband earns more money than us or we feel like we are taking resources away from the family, that's another huge, to me it's a red flag for that you're, you don't have a rich personal life because um, we want to look at the balance of that. Of course, if you're spending all the money and he isn't, then that's one thing. But are you aligned for yourself within the budget? So it's not easy to get the hobby because of these restrictions, but if we look around, and I use my husband as a prime example, He's going to find the time, energy, and resources if he really wants it. He's going to do these things by, on his own if he wants or with other people who he enjoys doing things with and it creates kind of a routine and a tradition each year. It gets it in the calendar. And then also he doesn't overthink it. It's a yes or a no. And and if he says yes and didn't like it, he you know tries, tries something different. There's no failing when it comes to trying new things. So I hope that this was helpful for you and that you could be like, huh, let me think a little differently about hobbies. And I think for the next episode, um, I think I'm going to invite Amanda back. She and I have been talking about our work being our hobby for a really long time and trying to find that balance. So if you're in in the in the mode of like, oh, I just love my work so much, I often work at home or I look for things to, you know, add to it. Like I'm always listening to podcasts for coaching and therapy. I'm always looking for new resources. I'm always taking classes. I mean, all these things that this is my free time, my resources, right? My energy. And how do we kind of come to peace with that? Like, where is it hobby? Where is it business? And so she had been talking about this for a long time. So I hope you don't mind me inviting her back. I really feel like a co-host series is, is in the mix. And I hope you enjoyed our last episode together. Uh, just kind of riffing and conversating (laughs) together about these things because they're real and um, they're affecting all of us. So have a great day. I'll be back next time. Thanks for listening to today's episode, my friend. If you liked the podcast, please stop by and leave me a review. They really matter. If any of your friends, ladies who support you or your team would like to hear this, please send them my way. This is the season for you to say yes to you to serve from an overflowing cup and to put practices into action that support your life and those you serve and lead. And for more updates and resources, check out the happenings at Into the Woods Spaces and Experiences by visiting intothewoods.co. That's intothewoods, one word, no caps, dot C-O. Here's to living your best, most unapologetic life. See you next week.